As women, we love to express more of our unique personalities. As such, we love the personalization and less drama by selecting clothes. As a fat kid, I've always struggled to get the right dress for me. Always going to market with great enthusiasm, but coming back home with a feeling of void. Uh, so frustrating. Because nothing fits well. I mean the way I desired. Have you felt the same? Hey everyone, I'm Fiosu Chitiva and you're listening to Trending Diary, the podcast. Your journey to get a deeper understanding of the world around you and connect with people, ideas and stories. Start now. Today I'm joined with Frosina Bolo, who is the founder and CEO of Frobolus Limited, a British fast tech company. This lady has an international career by working in several different countries and job functions. shuffling jobs from financial audit then moved to the brand management strategy sales and e-commerce but working in markets like italy switzerland spain uk greece albania and more frosina is half greek and half albanian hold a good preparation in different field of business and entrepreneurship she chose to have a diversified career as a preparation to start her own business always passionate about fashion and mostly in empowering women to take ownership of their fashion choices and celebrate their body uniqueness by customizing the right clothes for the beautiful body and not the other way around beside her ventures frosina enjoys running fitness reading sailing and contributing to the social cause regarding women and recently frosina was also been the part of hashtag #iam campaign with trending diary excited to have this gorgeous lady and brilliant lady on the show tune in hey frosina welcome to the show thank you so much for accepting the invitation and coming on training diary show it was lovely to have you thank you very much for having me yeah it's it's very nice yeah. to be in here as well for me indeed Rosina a lot of who you are is because of your upbringings you know the upbringings from your father so how did your father shaped shape you up shape you up for your future and what is the best take away you have as a kid yeah that's a very nice question actually and thank you for asking that and it would be very nice to start this podcast of sharing a bit the story of actually how my father's influence shaped me not just as a person but also as an entrepreneur he's actually my role model <laughs> so mm-hmm. he's an entrepreneur himself and uh, he's um, he's indeed the first generation of entrepreneurs in my family so growing up under the influence mm-hmm. of living and breathing example of having like uh, a business person or entrepreneur in the house inspired me from a young age that this is the path that i wanted to follow uh, but sometimes this can also be a bit tricky as um, it it can get at certain point a bit challenging to live up to your family's standards but the more adult i became the more i understood clearly that he didn't achieve success in one day and actually success is a long journey very challenging with a lot of ups and downs but if you make it i believe it's it's all worth it uh 
um, and I guess also that feeling of excitement or pride that you have created something of your own that actually people want and like or maybe even need um, it's bringing and the, the most important that it's also something that is bringing value to the society I believe has no comparison this is the vibe kind of that my dad uh, was giving me every day like uh, growing up but you mentioned that if I have to, uh, like, what has been the best takeaways from him. So if I have to summarize them, I would say, like, the top three or something like this would have been that, uh, first of all, would be that everything is possible for our generation. And I'm saying that because it was not always that the case. So my parents mm -hmm. grew up in a generation that political-wise, things were complicated. They actually grew up in communism. Uh, this means that the government was the center of everything. So it decided where you should live, uh, what, you should eat, what you should eat, where you should study, where to work, what to say, uh, eat, listen and do. It was deciding about everything. So having a private business enterprise at the time was simply not possible, as everything was like state-owned. Uh, yeah, and living in such a suppressed regime, both of my parents shared a lot of stories with my brother and I. And always they emphasize the fact that we should um, uh, somehow we should take take nothing for granted. So our generation believes we should appreciate uh, a lot the fact that we are uh, that the times that we are living, despite our current situation, we know that we have always the power of choice. Everything is possible because we have the freedom of will and we should never take that for granted or maybe even be like too lazy to exercise it. Honestly, uh, yeah, so I think, yeah, that was kind of an important message that they share with me. Um, another thing that I'll point out is like honesty. I think that's an in fact, uh, important factor that my parents or mean, uh, yeah, my parents taught me. And it was, uh, and honesty is something that is not even only crucial in life, but also a lot in the business world. So I've seen my dad uh, that despite the ups and downs of his business, his obligation came always first. He was always honest with anybody he worked with and never failed a single payment in time. This is very important. Um, as if you are not, uh, as if you are not honest, like I believe nobody wants to be in business with you. And lastly, maybe I made it a bit too long, but I really want to share also this. Uh, lastly, one of the most important first, uh, lessons that uh, uh, I'll say I've learned from him is like courage or daring to pursue your own dreams. So to start, out, uh, to start with, I would emphasize that people who are able to find their true passions or kind of calling or aspiration, whatever you want to call that in life, should consider themselves very lucky. Um, and it's a pity to just let that pass by because there are many people out there who pass by their lives by never being able to find their true passion or maybe even be afraid to try it as sometimes you know it's just like comfortable to be at your comfort zone mm -hmm. um, I actually want to share with you a quote that I heard recently with the newly uh, from the newly appointed Prime Minister of Italy, which is like Mario Draghi, and he originally, but actually the court was originally stayed by a German poet, and it goes like, um, if you lost your wealth, you haven't lost nothing, as you can make another good deal, you have lost nothing, uh, because you can make another good deal, and you can be well off again. 
if you lost your owner, you have lost a lot. But can, you, can you repeat it slow? Can you repeat yeah, it slow? Sure. I like yeah. it. Okay. Repeat it slow, I like it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so it goes like, um, if you have lost your wealth, you have lost nothing because you can make another good deal and you can be well again. If you lost your owner, you have lost a lot, but uh, you can still make another heroic act and put that in place again. But if you have lost your courage, you have lost everything. So if you lose your courage, you lose ah. everything. And I think that's very powerful. I love it. Yeah. Love it. Um, so, I love it. <laughs> thank you. So also in my case, I have to say that my main mantra in life, it's, um, it's actually a Latin uh, expression that I have even tattooed, <laughs> which is one of the only tattoos that I have. And it says that memento audere semper, which uh, translated from Latin, it means that I'm committed to always there. So yeah, I want to leave you with that. <laughs> That's so powerful. Thank you. And you know, I really love it when you said there's a lot of involvement uh, in your childhood, whether it's you, your brother, from yeah. your parents. So it's really important. Even I had felt the same, no matter, you know, what status or how much wealth you have gained up. It's really important to have that kind of involvement with, uh, you know, your kids. And I've literally faced it in my family. I've faced it in myself and I'm blessed to have it. Yes, yes to indeed. Yeah, definitely. We should never take that for granted as well. Indeed. indeed. We hear also, a lot of cases of people who lack that support growing up, so it's very important. Yes. One thing people should know that you don't hold any any technical degree from fashion world, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And definitely. you still build a brand a status in the fashion industry, which is commendable. So how do you think that a degree, a piece of papers or formal education play an important role in building a brand, building a business or the personal, you know, personal aura? Yeah. Is it really important? Because frankly speaking, in India, having going to school, having formal education is a big hype, big hype. So is it so yeah. is it important according to you? Well, first of all, like I have to say that I can fully understand that. <laughs> also, in the culture of the culture that I come from, um, the kind of yeah, uh, our culture as well as well has the same point of view, and I experience uh, also myself like the same kind of push from my parents. But I also want to point out the fact that um, having a degree and having an education are not necessarily the same thing. I believe, I believe that a lot of people do hold degrees, but not necessarily the education. I've met many people uh, in my life like with degrees that I'm not putting them in good use. And I have met a lot of like uh, inspiring people that have a great education, which they might have, might have achieved like in different ways, probably by being self-taught through books or job experiences that are doing extraordinary work. So I don't mm -hmm. believe that uh, that necessarily is so correlated. Um, I'm, uh, but all, all, also I have to say that I'm not somebody who advocates against school. But I think that schools and degrees should be seen as a means to, uh, to arrive at that purpose, which the purpose is education and getting those skills 
that will help you to achieve what you aspire in life. Um, mm -hmm. Personally, I kind of have tried both. I have a bachelor diploma in finance and also an MBA, which probably I'm not using, um, um, probably I'm not using any of them by the book at least, but both of them as school in general have helped me to receive like a general education information as a cultural human being uh, uh, first, which I think is very important. Also, it has taught me uh, some skill and a general understanding of the business world. I believe schooling gives you a general framework that we have to fill in. Um, mm -hmm. I'm also like a big believer in self-learning. After, um, after all, you know, like we are the millennial generation and uh, mm -hmm. we have so much access to information as never before. before. We just have kind of to choose wisely, uh, to choose wisely, sorry, what kind of, uh, what kind of information we want to serve us and we want to accept and which one, which one doesn't. So mm -hmm. coming back to that part of fashion that you mentioned, in the case of fashion, it's true that I don't have a diploma, but um, mm -hmm. I believe that I have a general framework of the business world uh, and that helps. Mm -hmm. And also I've self-taught myself through online courses. Um, mentors as well for fashion work and I'm a big believer in mentors and I think yeah that's important to have that kind of uh, mentorship from people who actually do have the formation but also have the experience so and also like experience is very important only the moment that you get out you go out there you talk with people you gain that experience then it's the moment that you are you are learning so much and frankly I'm also learning I'm still learning um, after all, this is what makes life so interesting and so exciting, I believe, that we don't know it all and uh, we are like kind of being a lifetime learner. Um, I mean, there is no absolute answer to that. Uh, for example, like uh, also going back a bit to the first question, uh, for my dad, he doesn't have a diploma and still he made it. So even though it was different generation, and actually it's funny because also some of my uh, um, my entrepreneurship professor, for example, at Bocconi, he would call like this generation of uh, entrepreneurs who didn't have like the formal um, um, education or the formal preparation, he would call them cowboy entrepreneurs, cowboy entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. It might mm -hmm. be the case, I don't know, but I believe there is, um, but I definitely believe that there is no clear formula at least as long as we are learning. Diploma or no diploma, the tools are not important. Important is like to get there, to, to get the preparation and to, yeah, in order to achieve what you aspire. Mm -hmm, indeed. And you add a beautiful point here that yes, learning is for the, is a lifelong process. You can't stop it with a piece of paper after getting that degree. Indeed, it's a lifelong process and completely resonate with you. Yeah. Also, Frosina, you had lots of lots of shift in your career. And we talk about your early career days. There was a part when you were a marketer, you were into the finance, you were into the days, you were into, you have tried your hands in lots of lots of things, you know, and land up into the fashion world and building an empire. So, so was it a like was it your plan was it a strategy to experience it because you wanted to do it a business or it's just by chance it happens fate takes you what was that right okay 
So thank you for saying build an empire. I, I'm not yet there, but I wish you I was. Will. Yeah. You will, lady. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. That's nice to hear, though. Um, and also, I have to say that this is quite an interesting question. Well, it's making me thinking now, like, um, might be also part of my personality. I don't know, maybe because somehow I get bored pretty fast. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, well, <laughs> no. well, I believe um, you should definitely be open to opportunities in life because you might never know which one can be your like uh, big tipping point. Um, mm -hmm. However, it should not be a matter of going, uh, it should neither be like a matter of like going with the flow, but also not uh, as well pl planning everything to a tiny detail. Uh, actually, in my culture, we do have an expression which says that uh, when we make plans, God loves us, uh, God love, uh, loves at us, meaning that life is unpredictable. We should not waste it by, by pretending to plan everything to the small details. For example, look what is happening now, like COVID-19. Nobody could predict it, and now we simply um, can't make long-term plans. It all, it all mm -hmm. comes to being agile and adapting. So, yeah, I'm not a big believer also to, like, planning everything in details. However, um, I'm kind of a big believer in visions. So I believe it's very important that we should have a well-thought long-term vision of what we want to achieve in life regarding different aspects, regarding different aspects of it. So at least mm -hmm. this is something that what I have uh, been doing. I always had the vision that I wanted to become a fashion entrepreneur. I remember that from the age of 17 or something. Uh, but I believe and still do that before jumping there, I should have the right preparation. That's why I pursued different career paths. I wanted to work in different departments of a company to see, for example, how finance is being done, sales, marketing, um, uh, strategy, and, uh, and other departments, and uh, how it's being done, all of this, like in different markets as well. Uh, but mm -hmm. I have to say that I was also a bit lucky at a certain point. But it was, uh, I was also a bit lucky like, to get all these like, um, international career paths. However, that was always kind of my intention. Uh, my intention. Uh, even though I didn't know very clearly uh, where, I wanted, where I would work and how I would make that work, but, how, but was always like my intention or like my big vision to that uh, I'll have like uh, inter international career path and uh, I'll end up eventually after gaining that experience to start my own business in fashion. So I don't know, like if people that are listening kind of share my same aspiration, I would highly recommend that. Having a first-hand job experience in different sectors of a company, despite the industry, because I believe that skills are transferable, is priceless. And I believe there is no book that can teach you that. So I'll definitely mm. recommend. Yeah. Exactly. And and I agree with this point that you know every experience will come in handy. Every experience will be counted, no matter big or small, it will be counted. And you never know what opportunity will lend into a big shot. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. So just like 
be clear, have a vision where you want to be, and then don't bother uh, plan everything to the slightest detail, but just believe in your vision and then be open to opportunities. Yes, exactly. <laughs> also, <laughs> when, when we talk about your brand, it stands for women, women who are in the work, women of everybody size, you know, I love the customization you are providing. Uh, and we talk about, and it's a perfect solution for the people who have suffered from the body shaming, who have suffered from something like that. Yeah. I remember as a kid, I just hate to go to shopping because every time I end up into a shop and my parents are searching for clothes, nothing is fitting well. And I'm like, oh shit, it's again. Yeah. <laughs> every time I go with the enthusiasm, oh, oh, I buy new clothes and every time I'm coming, oh shit, nothing fits well. Yeah. <laughs> and it happens every bloody time. I, I, I hate it, I hate it. And the brands like you are like, blessing. Blessing for me. <laughs> So yes. how did you came into that idea? Right. So as you uh, express right now, like all these emotions that it seems like were coming from your heart, I can totally uh, empathize with that feeling. Um, myself as well, when, uh, when I was a kid, I used to be like a chubby kid. Um, and I remember, even though, as you were explaining, like, even though I love, uh, I love shopping and also fashion in general, I always, uh, love that. Uh, but doing or going shopping for myself, was always such a frustrating experience. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, just like going from one shop to another with my mom and hoping that eventually I'll find something uh that i would like and it would fit so there was always a bit of compromise sometimes i find myself like just find something that was not that i didn't like that much but was just like a relief that it could fit so yeah it was not well it is not like um a pleasant memory to have as a child i think um and also um you know, I remember also that feeling mostly of like disappointment uh, that you couldn't find the right outfit for you. Um, and mostly that awful feeling of feeling that something is wrong with you. So somehow like what's wrong with me or with my body. And as a kid, this feeling can do so much to your self-confidence. Yes. Um, yeah. And I have to admit that even, um, even after like I lost some weight and had like a normal body at least whatever that means by society definition um i still feel sometimes even now as like that overweight kid is somewhere here inside of me every time that i gain a kilo or something uh, all those feelings come right back and i think for that for all of this kind of uh yeah for all of this to happen inside of a kid like there is a lot to blame a bit on the society and on the fashion industry per se on the way how we have or how fashion is being done or portrayed so far however mm -hmm. i remember that even though it was all of these but on the other side i remember that the one thing that made me feel better about myself were again like clothing at that moment when i was able to find like um the perfect garment for my body shape or maybe even create it it would be mm -hmm. such a kind of a powerful impact of my self-image so kind of immediately I was feeling better. I was feeling more empowerment and more confident to, the, to do whatever I was like up to the best then. And still now I think I, I do have sometimes that feeling. 
So going through my experience now, I, something became very clear. Um, as I was mentioning, there is something missing in the fashion industry. Uh, clothes somehow that are made for real people. We don't necessarily, uh, we don't all look like models. And instead of trying to fix kind of, or give those messages of trying to fix our bodies, our bodies to fit this perfect clothes, I believe that should be the other way around. I believe that clothes should be customizable to fit our perfect body, our perfect body figure. Um, that's why that when I came up with the idea of Probolus right from the ideation phase, it was very important for me to incorporate the principle of customiza customization at the core of it. So we actually uh, designed all the clothes at Probolus with all the women's body figure in mind, but uh, and they are uh, but they are also, which is very important, fully customizable in terms of size, uh, in terms of size, size. Sorry. So every woman is able to have whatever dress they like, they love, etc., and make it exactly for their bodies, uh, for their bodies, uh, their body size or shape. So there's no need anymore like women to be limited to have something that they really love or they make them feel good or more empowered just because of uh, sizing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and also, I don't want to, I don't want, uh, also, I didn't want to, uh, to limit women, let's say, also by design. We know that most of the times uh, when we find a dress that we really like, there is always like something that we might like to change. Uh, maybe a different, I don't know, neckline or sleeve type, length or color, something that would make it better for us, let's say, that would make it look more like our style. So that's why we offer like uh, full personalization at Probilus to make every woman look unique and uh, be them to define their own personal style. Instead of just a brand like or a label telling that what wear or uh, how they should look like, I think it's very important and we want to give women that empowerment element to be them to choose and the brand then to adapt to their style. Yeah. yeah. So also talking, talk, quite yes. talking about the body shaming it yes. has it's become a big hype these days mm -hmm. you know when we That's talk true. about the perfect size we talk about the perfect figure we talk we define sexiness mm -hmm. there are lots of lots of norms as per defined by the society and we have felt that as a fact at least i have felt that yeah means you yeah. try to change yourself and i completely agree it's really important to be healthy it's important to have a very active body but can be it can come to any size any shape you can be a healthy person while having a weight of 60 kg mm -hmm. you can have a healthy body healthy mind while having a you know weight of 45 or 50 kg so it doesn't matter That's but true. this itself become a body this body shaping has become a hype that the girls, ladies are taking too much pressure on themselves to mm -hmm. look and to convert themselves into in a person they are not, you know, or that's, that's true, really yeah. not sustainable and, and which is not very appealing to me. So what's your thoughts on that? Right. So that is so true what you mentioned. Um, and I have to say, when it comes to body shaming, this is quite a serious issue. It's a very serious issue that needs to receive more and more attention. 
because it starts from body shaming, but it can go to so many other layers. And especially yeah. in the, yeah, and especially to the social media generation that we are living, when everybody of us is like so exposed. Um, I believe that we are all at a certain extent influenced by the perfect image, as you said, uh, and among all the stimulus that we receive from great like Instagram filters, plastic surgery, or kind of, you might say, if I might say it like the Kardashian influence, it is overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. And I believe it is, uh, yeah, at a certain point, it has become like a trend and it's putting more and more pressure, uh, pressure to people. So it's, it's, it's a very serious social issue. It's becoming a social issue, actually. Um, just imagine that on average people spend and i'm just like roughly saying yeah the average in total because it can be much more than that so people spend around two to four hours uh, each day on the set on the social media and with what are we constantly kind of bombarding uh, ourselves or our subconscious so we constantly uh, see like perfect images of women that are using beautiful filters uh, plastic surgery by by establishing some beauty standards that are simply naturally unattainable. So I think there is something clearly wrong there. I believe we have come to a point that people are doing whatever it takes to fit that perfect image that is being portrayed. And we are forgetting more and more that um, beauty is subjective and diversity yeah. is really beautiful. So at a certain point, all those standards uh, are made to standardize and to kind of conform the society to one size fits all. And there is no more, um, th there is no more authenticity there. Sure, it might look nice at first when you see something like this, but it's definitely boring and not inspiring. What you can't, uh, what you can find anymore, uh, it's not inspiring that you can find anymore something unique. Yes, I think at a certain point also these standards uh, are seriously harmful for our society, especially imagine for the new generation, for the generation of the teenagers who don't have a lot of filters in how they perceive the information. So they are constantly mm -hmm. like comparing themselves with pictures from Instagram and feel bad about themselves. We're kind of noticing drastic, um, uh, drastic increased cases of uh, depression, and especially in the teen, teen uh, generation of now. Um, mm -hmm. You know, like we talked before and we mentioned before, I also shared my stories as a teenager of being like a chubby kid. Um, and it's sure, I had some pressure and I experienced body shaming myself. It was awful. Even though um, when I think now I experience that from kind of a small group of people like my peers, uh, classroom mates, etc. But imagine now with social media that the audience it's much bigger. It can actually literally be like everybody in the net. And this is a serious issue. Yes, agree, completely agree. And I really love it when you said that we are not Kardashians. Please understand it. And don't try to be Kardashians. You yes, know, they are yes. different people. You are different, Frosina. You're yourself in awesome. 
means world need frosina world need priya world or need another person that's it being a girl being a boy you don't have to copy someone that's and you know true, following that figure yeah. just try to put yourself into that that box that box yeah. it's nothing to nothing interesting and exciting about life come on yeah but actually also with that uh, like kardashian um so i just want to share like two cases uh, that uh, i personally know these people so like um a friend of mine she has like a teenage daughter of 13 years old and um due to all this pressure and comparing herself like constantly with people that she she sees on social media you know she's actually like seeing two psych- two psychologists at the same time and she's dealing with a lot of issues but luckily she has and she's 13 but luckily she has a support system from her parents imagine how many teenagers are going through the same things and they don't necessarily have that support system also like some days ago i heard uh, when you were talking about like the kardashian image that is also not something that would make people feel good about themselves because Uh, yeah just some days ago there was all over the media there was a model who has gone also through some like plastic surgery stuff like this and she had the that perfect like kardashian image and and uh, she actually like um were suffering from severe depression because she still were uh, were being like bullying or body shaming or something because people were saying that mm-hmm. something was missing she was not beautiful or whatever uh something was still missing on her and even though she had that perfect image she still felt like she was not enough so she uh at the end she ended up like killing herself and there are a lot of people who are experiencing uh like mild or severe depression just because of all these like artificial pressure that we are putting on them or trying to be perfect etc So mm-hmm. I really want to emphasize the fact that beauty is really subjective like what I like what you like etc it's different from whatever people and diversification and having like different body types uh, different styles of people it's beautiful it's what uh, inspires people like it also especially like a, a woman let's say growing up she can see different role models so she can pick up the her own model where she felt where she feels more comfortable um mm-hmm. yeah we should not anymore like put so much pressure on this area and keep uh, put people in a box and instead i think we should start by accepting accepting ourselves uh, first like with more love and also loving each other and supporting each other a bit more each day mm-hmm. indeed thank you for addressing it and thank you for creating a brand around it <laughs> with somehow at least giving a sense to people uh you know to feel better about themselves and that's really important no matter the small and the big scale it is going but it's more about the value you are putting and the right purpose you are into so thank you thank you, <laughs> thank yeah. you. i appreciate that now waiting to wear a dress from you <laughs> <laughs> definitely my pleasure <laughs> i'd love yes. to see you in one <laughs> definitely i definitely hire a special photographer for it <laughs> so to also before wrapping it up frosina one thing i'm always curious to know what is the one trend that you really want to see more evolving in the new world or i should say one trend that you want to see more embraced in the new era right yeah so i think um some trends that are really important to establish more and more in fashion uh um it's definitely personalization 
so people, um, we have clearly understood the special like millennial generation and even more the data generation. Uh, they want things that are not like one size fits all. We are all different. We all have like different needs, styles, etc. So, um, sorry. Uh, so uh, we want something that is made for us uh, that can fit better our style. Uh, so I think personalization is very important to incorporate in terms of style, but uh, in terms also of sizing and be more like inclusive with people. So at the moment that you offer that customization feature or especially in terms of sizing, you are more inclusive than you are talking to a broader audience. And if the aim of fashion is to make people not just look beautiful, but also like feel more comfortable with themselves, feel more empowered, feel more beautiful, um, that it's important like to speak to everybody and not try to shape people according to a standard that a beauty standard that you might have. And if I might say another mm -hmm. thing that I think, uh, I hope at least that we'll be seeing more in fashion, it's uh, ethical fashion. Um, being uh, also like fashion, one of the biggest producers out there, it's like one of the top three industries that we lose the most environment. And this comes mainly from excess stock or excess inventory that at the end of the, uh, at the, end of the day, like having a brand producing so much collection and having so much inventory at the end of the season, therefore it's either to deposit those clothes or either to burn it. Um, so mm -hmm. thinking a bit more about that and how to solve that, for example, at Probilus, something that we are doing is like we have this uh, zero waste policy, meaning that we produce under the made order policy. Uh, that we produce only what is necessary. So we don't have any excess inventory, we don't have any excess stock of fabric as well. We start the production only at the moment that people are placing an order. Um, and in this way, we make sure that we don't have any excess stock or inventory to overwhelm the, uh, the environment. Um, organic fabrics are another thing that uh, probably we should incorporate much more in the fashion fashion industry at least okay if we cannot do this like made to order production at least we produce with something that can be recyclable so yeah that's what i'll say like personalization and ethical fashion i mm -hmm. that i would love to see much more coming it's important it's it's yeah. uh, important for seeing the scenario we have today yes indeed, indeed. So thank you, Frosina. It was lovely having you on the show. It was great, yeah. great chatting. It was great listening to you and, you know, learning, learning lots of lots of things from you. You're doing great. You're thank doing you that. so much. I hope so. Thank you. I appreciate it. And it was actually very nice to be here. So yeah, I had, I had a good time talking with you and uh, thank you also for like touching some quite sensitive topic. Yeah, it was not yeah, I think it's important to give some some messages to people, like not just talk about, I don't know, fashion, the beauty side of it and the fun side of it, but also like, yeah, like it's what some social causes that it's, uh, it's touching and what can we do even through fashion to like make a world a better place? Yes, because yeah. the 
fashion itself is a big industry and for some people fashion is just not clothes and material objects for some it's it's more than an emotion yeah. you know they take yeah. it as an emotion when we talk about uh, not just casual day when we talk about any special events you said it when it's about the weddings when we say about the parties when you say about it anything important happening to your life the first thing comes in our mind what we are going to wear everything comes later on what you are going to wear <laughs> so it is it's a big emotion that we ourselves relate to so it's important to carry that emotion in a right way and to not let that thing that that emotion overcome your head that because at the end it's you you yourself matter that's true that's so true um and actually you mentioned the thing with emotions and um one thing that i always see when we produce dresses also to my team that whatever like each dress that we produce we should always like keep in mind that this dress is not just a dress but it's an emotion you know like yeah. even personally you might have experienced that when you look at your wardrobe you see some dresses it always remembers you something when you see a dress it will remember you of having like a good or a fun time or maybe you met the love of your life with that dress i don't know like something beautiful you might see another garment that might remember you of something bad or not that pleasant that has happened and you say oh you know what today i'm just going to put like my lucky outfit or this one out the void because it's an important event so it always goes like that it's not just a dress but uh, it's an emotion at the end of the day and that's what will blow that probably to give a bit more to people thank you so much for sina it was lovely having you and you beautiful people thank you so much for listening i hope you get some value today ladies and gentlemen boys and girls do not criticize your body because you are beautiful stay confident and joyful because you matter to us i'll see you soon in the next episode till then stay tuned and god bless us all